0: visit roberthalf.com today you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com
1: for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey to recap week six next on fantasy football today in five Welcome to FFT and 5 I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer, and we are recapping week six. And unfortunately, Adam, we got a lot of injuries to talk about. We had four different starting quarterbacks leave games with what looked like, at least three of them looked like they could be fairly serious injuries. Trevor Lawrence left that game late with a knee injury. I don't know if that one was serious because it was like two minutes left in the game and CJ Bathard just came in to kneel on the ball. So hopefully that one's not too serious, but Justin Fields. Has a dislocated thumb. He's going to have an MRI. X-rays came back negative. He tried to play through it. Couldn't grip the ball. That's a concern moving forward. Ryan Tannehill left with an ankle injury. Remember, he missed a couple of games with an ankle injury last season. He had two different ankle injuries uh, on the same ankle. And Jimmy Garoppolo has a back injury. We saw Brian Hoyer take over for him. Now, in Tannehill's case, Malik Willis actually would be fairly interesting for fantasy if he got the opportunity, assuming he's taken a step forward from the... Fairly disastrous performance that we saw last year when he started three games and didn't didn't throw for 100 yards in any of them. But Titans are on a buy in week seven. So Tannehill will have an extra week to get ready. But yeah, none of these are, are super impactful except for Justin Fields, obviously. And we, we wouldn't have any interest in uh, Tyson Badgent as his backup next week. Right. No, no, uh, I think really
0: what you're talking about is the impact it's going to have on the wide receivers. and I don't think it's good for any of them. Yep. Uh, it's terrible for Hopkins. I think I don't think it's good for DJ Moore. It's nice that he had about 50 yards today. But uh, yeah, it's let's let's hope for the best here. I, I think the best situation for wide receivers would be with the Raiders. Yes. And Boyer just being able to do a representative job and
1: maybe getting the ball to Devontae
0: Adams a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I think Devontae Adams isn't 100% healthy. He said that last week after the game, he, he's he been very unimpact for the last two games dealing with that shoulder injury. I do think that's slowing him down, but it's been great for Jacoby Myers, who has been the number one target the last two weeks. The other big injuries, uh, 49ers, Christian McCaffrey left with an oblique injury. I don't know if you were watching the game. He tried to play through it, Got one snap, got called back on holding, and he just couldn't play. And the Debo Samuel has a shoulder injury. Doesn't sound like that's too serious as far as the long-term ramifications. But in both of these circumstances, and and especially with McCaffrey, in the past, I, I think we would have just said, Okay, Elijah Mitchell, let's go. Top 15 running back for fantasy. But he has struggled with a knee injury. Already this season, despite being a backup, this is a guy who just has not been able to stay healthy, has had multiple knee surgeries since getting to the NFL. If you're looking at the waiver wire, he's 56% rostered. I think Jordan Mason is 7%. If both are available, who would you prioritize for week seven? Mason. I, I would
0: prioritize Mason. I just It feels like he's ahead of Mitchell right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you will probably get some type of reporting or some type of quote. Uh, about this they have minnesota which is i think a good run defense but it doesn't really matter it's a 49ers running back you want to take a shot on Mm -hmm. this but i think you're talking about two guys who are probably looking at 12 to 15 carries for one of them Mm -hmm. and maybe one to two catches i think mason has one catch in his career mitchell's (laughs) never been big in that area either Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's weird it's it's not it's not a rush to the waiver wire kind of situation yep. for these guys, although we do have six teams on by. So someone's gonna need them.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a weird week because we had all these injuries and we have also David Montgomery who left with a rib injury. X rays came back negative, but we'll see what that looks like moving forward because as we saw last week with T Higgins, you know, you could you could miss time without it necessarily being a long term injury. So that's something to watch. Obviously, Jameer Gibbs dealing with a hamstring injury. He was inactive this week. Would you prioritize Craig Reynolds ahead of the 49ers, guys?
0: That's really going to depend on the reports. Um yeah, I as of right now I would if you told me that McCaffrey was going to be out and Montgomery and Gibbs were both going to be out. No, I think I'd go Mason. I <laughs> Reynolds is just doing nothing for them. You yeah, had yeah. like one of the best blocks of the week, but
1: it's a tough one, but your my gut reaction is Mason. Yeah, Reynolds did have a stretch uh, towards the end of last season where I think had like three games with nine to 12 PPR points, I think. So he wasn't great, but you know he was serving as, as something like a lead back and it's a great situation, but tough matchup in week seven against the Ravens. Let's move on really quickly to the winners and losers. And I want to talk about Adam Thielen, who I don't even know how, like how could we have seen this coming? This is uh, 10 more catches today. He, I, I think... Part of it, the analogy I want to make is to like the late Ben Roethlisberger era Steelers with Deontay Johnson, where it's not necessarily that Adam Thielen's like changing the game for their offense. He's not making plays down the field. He's not making plays after the catch. It's like run seven yards, run three more yards forward and then fall down. He's averaging 10 yards per catch, but it's just the volume has been unbelievable. And I think you got to treat him as a, a top 15 wide receiver until further notice. Adam, who's your biggest winner for this week?
0: Yeah, I like Michael Pittman. I, I I like Pittman with Minshew going into this game. Mm-hmm. Get another big game from Pittman. And I think, look, I don't like the next two matchups for him. Cleveland and New Orleans. These are these are really, really good yeah, really tough. Like, against receivers, but that doesn't mean he's a sit in these games. But I just think overall, especially after you get past those next two matchups, Michael Pittman is a start. You know, he might be a top 20 wide receiver. Might have his best year for fantasy. And I think he's just going to be Gardner Minshew's guy and uh, a, a lot of Michael Pittman for that offense.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's all fair. And the thing is that this this offense is just playing at such a fast pace. I think it's 75 plays on offense today. So that's that's a really good sign moving forward, even without Anthony Richardson. We'll move on to the losers real quick. And I Joe Burrow got off to a pretty decent start, ended up with a decent fantasy game. I think he was a top 12 wide re- or quarterback this week or, the bar was really low this week yeah, at quarterback, but I just still not pushing the ball down the field. Even when things are going well for this offense, it's all short, quick, you know, three-step drop, get it out. They can't do anything down the field. I, I think he's still a low end QB one, but I don't see him being the elite guy. We hoped he would be at least right now. What, who's your uh, biggest loser for this week?
0: That's Damian Pierce. 63% started this week, comes into <sighs> a bye week next week. But then after that, Carolina is such a good matchup, but even still, Mm -hmm. I mean, they want to get him going. That's the only thing that gives me hope, but he's basically alternating series with Devin Singletary this week. He gets nothing in the passing game. He's touchdown or bust. Uh, He's like a worse version of Brian Robinson that you drafted five rounds earlier (laughs) than Brian Robinson. He's a bust
1: this year. All right. That's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow with a more in-depth look at the waiver wire. We'll see you then.